Well, in the words of Dan Ganane, Hines the hero. He saved us last week. Certainly saved me anyway. Saved my season. I don't even think that's hyperbolic. Ryan Selvage, Tommy Hudson back here with you on the Supercoach 365 podcast. Tommy, firstly, mate, welcome back. Great to have you back on deck. It was tough carry last week. One out for 54 minutes. Credit to those who got through it. Oh, you did well. 54 minutes, all base. Uh, massive. I'd be buying you if you're on Supercoach. That's for sure after that effort. But yeah, no, Heinz, story of last weekend. It was a rough weekend until Sunday night at 6.15. And especially you, captaining him. I'm sure we'll talk about, talk about that a fair bit. Yeah. He rescued some people, didn't he? Saved me. I think I woke up Sunday morning and someone tweeted and they said, well, how's your score? And I was hesitant to look. And I, I said to a couple of people, I need a Heinz 150 today to, to, to stay alive. Now, Tommy, I've got this urge before we go too far. I'm just going to warn everyone who's listening to this. Uh, bear with me, maybe turn your speakers down a little bit because in the words of Russ Bray, one of the great darts commentators, 180! Oh, sorry, I just had to get it out. 180, Nico Hines, the biggest score of the year. Wasn't he impressive <laughs> coming back from that calf layoff? Showed no signs of concern. And we said here this time last week, he was a massive buyer for mine. Go early on players that can take you to places that, that no one else uh, can and that's the highest scorer of the year, Nico Hines. He's, he fits that mould. Yeah, and he's just proved again why we sort of rated him as the number one draft pick coming into the year. I think pre-season, before the injury, we were, he was the first player we picked. And it's been justified. We, both of us were very happy to jump on straight away once mm. he was back. You even captain him, which was set further than what I did. Be 180, and I don't even think it's an exaggeration to say that he could have got more. I think there was a try that was bombed by T. Wilton and a few others that were, were new things. He could have gone close to the record. Yeah. All right. Um, before we continue on with this Nico Hines love-in, uh, we better put up our ranks on your screens here now. Of course, if you are listening on the Spotify or Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts, any other form of podcast, you can get us over on YouTube as well at Supercoach365. We do our best work over there. Uh, but our ranks on your screens here now, you'll see them. Mine, a total score of 4,490, uh, thanks to that 360 last week from Nico Hines. Season rank of 100, sorry, rather 1,000, 1,975. That's top 1% and a team value of tick over 12.5 million. So things coming along nicely at Fins and Tins HQ. Yeah, massive. Obviously, Sunday for you would have lifted you up you're probably looking a bit dicey like you were saying sunday morning but yeah beautiful now top one percent i'm only 40 points behind but about a thousand spots behind so it just shows you how close it is mm. i think you were saying we we're both about 500 points off first already so yeah things move pretty fast but i suppose you've got a long time to make that up it's probably two good captaincy weeks isn't it maybe three you know at a pinch and nico is going to be a very popular captain going forward so it makes those pod moves even harder um, anyone watching on the YouTube? No, I'm not hungover. I've just got a blue Powerade. Um, anyway, push on. Uh, speaking of good players and, and a player that we waxed lyrical about the first couple of weeks, Jermaine Hopgood. He let some down who captained him in round, uh, was it round three against the Seagulls? Um, not captaincy level score last week, but I guess a convincing sign that he's getting back to near his best when the minutes are there and another score of 70 upwards uh, would have filled some coaches with confidence going forward. Yeah, 77, and I think even though it didn't reach the dizzy heights of weeks one and two, the fact that he was able to back up, you know, a, a low score in round three and come back with a 77, yep. it definitely bodes well as as a season-long keeper, probably. He's already up to 548,000, so he's he's made a heap of cash. And I think he'll con- continue to make uh, add to good scores. I don't think he's just a cash cow. He's gone beyond that. Yeah, 86.8 average as it is heading into round five. Uh, speaking of backing up good scores, what about Reese Walsh? Uh, look, I went early again on, on Walsh. I saw one week of him and I thought that was enough. I, I need him in my team. He backed that up with a 95. Uh, we know how, how that panned out. It was zero at halftime and a, a massive second half. This a little bit more convincing what we wanted to see. Uh, consistent sort of way that he went about getting his score and 84 at full time. And that's enough. That's in the upper echelon of top fullback options. Yeah, I've been an honor so far this year and it's been a tough watch. Um, there haven't been many players I've sat there and been scared of because I don't have them, but Reese Walsh is definitely one of them. And yeah. every time he goes to the line, he looks very threatening. And 
we'll get to our trades later, but I think I have to, I can't watch him again and not have him. A little bit of a clue there as to the, maybe Tommy's, how he's going to fare in the trading places segment at the back end of the podcast. Uh, speaking of players scary to watch and not owning, Jacob Carraz, he's, He's suddenly, very quickly becoming one of those players for me anyway. I don't own him, and I'll be heading into round five without him again. He can just put a score together. Now, that score against the West Tigers, I think it was a 68 or a low 70s. I was okay with that. Like, that's Garrick Holmes sort of levels, but that one, was it a one? Uh, what did he do the other day? You'll be able to tell me. It was 148 a couple of weeks ago against Melbourne, then a 60-odd against Tigers, which was pretty much all base. Yeah. And then the other day against the Warriors, 92, I think it was, yeah, with the try. Um, yeah, he's gone from, you know, a solid 55 average CTW to he's been the captain in my draft league the last couple of weeks. Like, that's how yeah. good he is, and he's proving to be consistent. So huge for Karaz, but like you, I also don't own him, and I don't know if it will be anytime soon. Yeah. For those uh, listening on as well, uh, those yaps of excitement, that's not Tommy Hudson um, yapping about the bulldog that is Jacob Karazzi. That's his little puppy, but we'll push on. Um, let's leave it there in terms of round four reflections. We'll get into the bulk of tonight's podcast. Of course, stick around. We will get to our trades in trading places, back end of the podcast, and answer some of your questions as well as they come in. Uh, looking forward towards round five, that is. All right, Tommy, let's kick us off. Thursday night footy for round five. It gets underway at Allianz Stadium. Uh, this is the Sydney Roosters up against the Parramatta Reels, who scored uh, their first win of the season in uh, dramatic style against Penrith last week. The, the Outsiders here, though, they head to Allianz, uh, $2.60 Outsiders. The Roosters, $1.50. Uh, all of these odds courtesy of topsport.com.au. Uh, the line is 5.5, and, and the Eels are getting the start here over under 40.5. So suggesting probably going to be a tight game Thursday night to kick us off. Yeah, you'd have to think so, and the Eels are the kings of these close games. Thursday nights as well, four Thursdays in the first five rounds. It's yeah. a bit of a scheduling, an interesting schedule there for the Eels. Prime time players, I guess. They needed that win last week, good win against Penrith. I think they can back it up here. Uh, Jamie Manu is a big out. I don't know if many people would have got him yet, and obviously we're going to continue to wait as he's suspended. Um so, yeah, look, I'm not too sold on the Roosters yet. I know they beat South, but I still want to see a lot more from players like Tedesco and Kiri. Yeah, $1.50 the Roosters. I actually had a little bit closer than this. Um, at, the, at the line, I'd be going the Eels. Speaking of uh, ins and outs, you mentioned Joey Manu there. He's obviously missing uh, on the back of that high shot against the Rabbitohs. But for the Eels, probably the big news with Supercoach implications, at least Junior Bolo will miss uh, two games. So you think, going back to Hopgood there very quickly, those minutes in the middle, they're going to be there on offer for him again. So um, who comes onto the bench there? It looks to be Jack Murchie. So a traditionally more of an edge player might push Maddo to the middle. So you'd think in the rotation, the scheme of things, Hopgood's again looking at bulk minutes here and those points should continue to come. Yeah, you'd be very happy, not happy to see Bolo injured, but Hopgood's minutes definitely are going down this week. I think... Bolo's uh, replacement, Wirimu Greg, he starts this week. I think he's probably a bit of a trap in draft. I just, yeah. watching him the other day, he was very tired when he came off. I don't think he's going to play many more minutes. He's just going to start the game, so I wouldn't get sucked into that. What did you make of the hooker rotation last week? Brennan Hands coming on for Josh Hodgson, and I think they honestly look better with him on the field. Yeah, he's got that spark, that nip about him. Um... We see most teams run with two hookers these days, so I'm not surprised that, that the Eels have gone this way after a couple of losses to start the year. And like you say, he came on, scored a try, and looked to, to, to make a real difference. Just on uh, some of these break-evens heading into this game, uh, Brendan Hands is one of them. He won't cop a price rise this week, only his second game played, but minus 15, so tracking in the right direction there if he can put another uh, good score together here. Jackson Polo. Uh, a minus 34 after that big night out against his old club, the Rabbitohs. And on the other side of the scale here, players that you would be looking to sell. Uh, James Tedesco, if you're still holding. An interesting one here, though, Dylan Brown, a massive break-even, but 5 8 has been a bit of a wasteland. Um, Dylan Brown, a name that I've seen thrown up from some of the other content creators out there and um, popular trade target in last week. And a big break-even. Could you justify getting him in now, or would you just hold someone like an Adam Dewey knowing that he's probably going to bleed cash as well? Oh, it's hard to get someone in who's a break-even at 99. But I do agree with you. There's not many good sixes this year, or so far anyway, on Supercoach. Yeah. Um, 
And the Eels have had a tough start. So without looking at their draw too closely, you'd imagine that they're going to have a, a decent run at some stage. So maybe then, but while he's break even's 99, I think I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, go around him for, for now for mine. And uh, Dewey, as bad as he was, like he's running on one leg. Um, the confidence from me last week wasn't there. He was he was a hold, but a steady hold. Um, running on one leg and still pumped out a 55. And what did Brown get last week? A 47. So, you know, for as long as Dewey's there, I'm, I'm happy to hold him. Just on the Eels fixtures next week, coincidentally, up against Adam Dewey and the Tigers. Uh, that is a round six game, and they have to wait till uh, the Monday. I think that's Easter Monday, so a big, long layoff there after this one. They get a bit of a break. Yeah, and I think they'll be very happy the one last week because both teams probably would have been looking at going into that 0-5 at one stage, and mm. Tigers still may look at that. We'll get to them in a sec. But yeah, as I said at the top of this uh, preview, I think I'd rather be the Eels, $2.60 with top sport. I think they can make it back-to-back this weekend. Beautiful. Um, another team that will be looking to bounce back from losses and rare losses, that is the Penrith Panthers. They head to the nation's capital to take on the Raiders. This is the first of two games on Friday night, and the Raiders themselves, pretty uh, underwhelming, disappointing words that we throw out, or I threw out, uh, ad nauseum last week. But here again, uh, back at home, the Raiders outsiders, $4 with topsport.com.au. This line has moved today from 11.5 to 13.5, so... Um, some confidence early here from the early punters getting in about the Panthers away from home. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure someone messaged me as they said it was eight and a half at one stage. So yeah, that right. has moved a lot. And how could you argue, really? Um, we were awful the other day and we're, we never beat Penrith anyway. So, yeah, not great signs. And Jack Whiten is out also for those playing draft. Uh, so, yeah, nothing to talk about for Canberra. I think we just go straight to Penrith. Uh, Nathan Cleary last week. He didn't play strong for long in that game, but it didn't matter. He's still got 77 or 80 around there anyway. He's really threatening to go big soon, and it could be this weekend. I think it is, and I don't hold him. I was happy to sit back and sit back and wait and, and watch. That 80-odd the other day, that little try assist to Hosking, I'm like, yeah, okay, he's ready now. He's ready to go. Field goal as well. Like He was probably looking again at a score around 50 until a couple of late plays. Finished on 77. Uh, I said a couple of times already in, in the previous podcast here that I think he was unlucky not to have scored scores upwards of 110, 120. So this could be the week. Uh, gets a good go at it here. Uh, other supercoach relevant names here. Luke Garner not playing. He's being rested. Apparently he's, he's battling some niggles. Uh, Liam Martin also out. So Zach Hosking again, uh, someone who has proven time and time again last year with the Broncos. Uh, his base levels are there, a try-scoring option as well. And 117 last week against the Eels in his first up outing. That's impressive. Um, price yet to change. I think he's mid 400,000s. He could be a trading target in the, in the next couple of weeks. He's an interesting one because obviously you would think he's probably cheaper than that just going off the name. But I think some good scores last year made his price, made him into sort of a mid-ranger. So he's harder to get in. Yep. But, you know, with Garner being rested, I think there's a good chance Hoskin could keep his place in the team longer term. Uh, so, yeah, look, having an edge back rower at Penrith, there's definitely worse shouts than that. Maybe a luxury trade. And, again, I've probably got one eye uh, on my team here, but a luxury trade perhaps would be uh, looking towards trading out of Teague Wilton in that round six buy, that's, that is when Hosking would make his cash, assuming he plays this week and then that week as well. So, um, look, you could think of worse options. I think he had about a, what did he have? He had about a, an, a 78 base before that try. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's far worse options out there than, than, than Zach Hosking in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, he went huge, uh, to be honest. And a little, I guess... Compliment to you. You picked him up in our draft league about five o'clock on Thursday afternoon when he got named, and hmm. then he comes out and gets 117, and I think he only won by about 12 points. So clearly the difference between winning and losing for you and maybe some other people did similar. Uh, just one on the Raiders, sorry. Joseph Tarpanay, still scoring well, still averaging 63 this year, 67 last week. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're not mentioning him at all, though. Is there is there a reason to? I think there's very good reason to. I think this could be the week. Um, like you sort of say there, just plugging away, doing his job, 63 average. He's, he wasn't the, the popular trading target behind Payne Haas and Tohu Harris last week. 
I think this could be the week. You mentioned Jack White now. They're going to need some someone to have some creative spark. It could very well be their front rower. Um, on the back of a loss, this is game 150 for him, a milestone game, if that means anything. So, yeah, stick around back into the podcast, but we may be talking about uh, Joey Tarpane a little bit more then. Uh, just some other quick Supercoach news there. Sonny Luke again out uh, on the back of that HIA concussion uh, stand down of the 11 days mandatory period. Uh, which is Tyrone Peachy come back in on the bench. He's actually playing, uh, been playing centre in New South Wales Cup, left centre, so he may be having that uh, utility role in this game here. We'll leave that one there, though, and uh, closing us out on Friday night is, of course, the Rabbitohs uh, on the back of that last gasp win against the Seagulls last week. They take on the Melbourne Storm here, who themselves got back to winning ways against the West Tigers last week. I wouldn't say in the most convincing fashion, though. They head to Accor Stadium here, the Outsiders. The Rabbitohs, $1.54, topsport.com.au. Melbourne Storm, $2.50. That line, four and a half each of two, and $1.90 for those there. Yeah, well, if you wanted a gauge as to the Storm's performance, I know they won, but Craig Bellamy, when they showed him on camera during that game, he was going berserk, as crazy as I've seen him in 20 years, just throwing things around. So he's clearly not happy with how they're going, and I don't think they're very good either. Still no Hughes. Pazette's going pretty well. Yep. Um, I suppose the story of last week for Supercoach, I think, anyway, Harry Grant, 20% captain last week, so the most popular captain, only 44 points. I don't want to blow the trumpet, but I left him off the captain's call post last week, and uh, you know, a few came out, where's Harry Grant, where's Harry Grant? I didn't like the matchup because Munster was back. I thought... Munster's just that dominant half, especially more so when Hughes isn't there. It was always going to go to Munster last week. Anyway, I'm not surprised. You know, am I disappointed for those coaches? Definitely, but someone who captain Nico Irons, it's, it's hard to feel too much sympathy towards those uh, who went Harry. I just didn't like the fixture. But that's how captaincy goes, isn't it? It's just such a big swing one way or another. Super coaching indeed last week from you. Very good. Munster came back with a vengeance. I thought played really well, 78 He's, like you said, he's probably the focal point of their attack, especially when Hughes is out. He's going to get a lot of ball. So, again, this week, I think he is in for a decent decent score. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at South, speaking of disappointing scores, we're speaking of Harry Grant there. Latrell Mitchell last week really did nothing in that game. And I own him at this current moment, but he's very frustrating to watch at times. Yeah. Just doesn't have that. Uh, always on sort of impact like uh, even when Teddy's not playing great you know he's always taking those hit ups he's always you know sniffing around he's every chance of a line break uh, off his forwards you, you don't really get that from Latrell he's more of the almost like the Scott Drinkwater mould of the, the pass uh, the second 5 eighth in that back line uh, score of 34 for Latrell last week some other names here uh, Cam Murray I think he got a 60 odd um, I know plenty are selling him he's bleeding some cash the other end of the scale for the bunnies, though, making cash and, and turning plenty of heads. Kayon Kalol Matangi, uh, 72 last week, played through the middle. Uh, he's averaging high 70s here. So um, of these two teams, he's actually uh, scored the most super coach points to start the season of any player. So that sort of shows you the way that we should be talking about uh, Kayon Kalol Matangi. Yeah, probably a forgotten man, isn't he? Um, I think he's a great player, though, on that edge. He combines well with Ilias as well. Just on Murray, I think he's similar to Carrigan in a way. Um, obviously great players, but they both go to the line and pass so often. So their base is getting impacted by that. They're not taking as many runs. And if they're not, if their team isn't on top and scoring a lot of points, they're not going to be getting a lot of points either because they're, they're really relying on attacking stats these days. So I think that's just the way it's going to be for Cam Murray. Just, yeah, 100%. Him, Isaiah Yo, another one historically who has been, um, you know, let down on Supercoach because of their role in their teams. And it's, you're not, they're not going to change that role. Um, Kaloma Tangi, I think, he, what is he, 746,000 thereabouts. Um, look, great score. He's always a great option, try scoring option there in the middle. I think he's 2RF at the moment. Chance of gaining a dual position eligibility as well if he keeps playing through the middle. So I've read uh, this week. But at the price, I can't get him in. Like, you see, I mentioned Wilton already, Hopgood, uh, Preston. Like, there's just so many mid-range or, or even cheap options still. It's second row that you just got to let these guys go through the keeper, don't you? 
Yeah, I'm with you mostly. I do have one more expensive one in Fafita at the moment. But I, look, I agree. Fafita's out this week and I've still managed to fill my slots with cheaper options and I'm not too mad about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just not the year to have the expensive 2RFs, I don't think. No, not yet anyway. I mean, there will come a, a time and a point back into the year once we've got plenty of cash that we can be playing with those uh, sort of names. All right, we'll leave that game there. I won't get a tip from you yet. Uh, we'll save some of our best bets towards the back end of the podcast. Uh, some of those best bets may very well call upon this game because this could be anything. Uh, the Seagulls and the Knights, 3 p.m., Glen Willow Oval, Mudgy, the venue. Uh, look, screams anytime try scorers for mine, and that's the way that the, the early... Uh, markets suggest anyway in terms of Manly being heavy favourites here. $1.19, topsport.com.au. Knights, outsiders, despite that big win over the Raiders last week, $4.75. The line, 13.5, over under 43.5. So getting towards uh, the, the higher end of that sort of scale there. Uh, news for Manly, though, is that Tolu Kula will miss a couple of weeks. So Morgan Harper comes in. Um, it's probably not, not a, a good move for Manly, but one they're forced to make. No, not not a great situation. I think Cool is out for four to six weeks, so that's a bit of a bit of a kick in the guts for them. He's been really good. He's so fast, and I think mm. he's going to develop into a really good player, especially on SuperCoach in the coming years. But yeah, look, this game, like you're sort of alluding to, it has potential to be one of those sort of classic day SuperCoach games where players go huge. And yeah, I think it just it speaks volumes. Last week, you know, Manly thirteen twelve, a game. Played in the wet as well, yet Gary got 71, Turbo still got 58. These players go big no matter what. And on probably a sunny afternoon at Mudgee against weak opposition, it does scream alarm bells if you don't own them. Yeah, they're ringing, aren't they? Uh, Garrick, last week his break-even was 33, made 35K. Like, I didn't love the fixture last week. I think I said... uh... I didn't necessarily love it in terms of a captaincy option for Garrick and even Travojevic. I said, against Souths, wet night, I didn't love it. Um, but I did bring them both in last week, knowing that, I, that they'd be you know, two of my popular options and playable options this week. Uh, I made 34K, so you know, for the sake of getting him in a week early, happy to cop a 71 on Garrick and also knowing that I've got uh, probably the best Supercoach asset this week, aside Nico Hines, I think, or assets in Garrick and Travojevic. Uh, on a day game against the Knights. Uh, looking here as well, Carl Lawton is uh, out, so one for draft players there. Uh, Lachlan Croker back at the hooker role. What about the Knights? Who impressed you most? It's probably hard to look past the top two names on this list in terms of total points scored between these two teams. Lockie Miller, he heads the list and an average down of 75.8 after four weeks. Just continues to impress. Uh- yeah, hard not to like Lockie Miller, what he's doing. I think we sort of spoke about him in the preseason as someone to watch because he did have upside last year at the Sharkies. Yeah. But yeah, the other day he really announced himself goal kicking as well and kicking mm. them well from the sideline. Hastings doesn't look like he can kick really anyway. So I think Miller will keep that. Ponga's MIA in Canada. So Miller keeps the reins of this team for a while. I mean, he's not cheap, but he's also made 103 the other day. So look. There's reasons for, for sure. Definitely. Uh, tackle busting whiz, a break even of zero this week. So he makes one tackle, he's making cash. Projected score of 75. Look, maybe maybe he doesn't quite hit those heights, but if he does, he's going to make about another 65K. So that would take him well into the mid-750s uh, thereabouts for, for looking Miller. So, sorry, 720s. Um, okay, we'll leave that game there, though, because I think, yeah, in terms of... Anytime try scorers and stuff, you're looking at Garrick, Trevojevic, doubles. Um, what about Marju? Speaking of doubles, good way to announce your club debut at the Knights. A double in quick succession, a supercoach score of 122. So, again, maybe one if you're playing the try scorers. I think you had him before uh, Before team list dropped on round one. You I had him, didn't you? I had him. He was locked and loaded. He was 520, I think he was, 520K. Look, I was happy to play that price. I knew he had this in him. And his base, much like you say Karaz with the base, base and tackle busts, the tries are nice, but they're just cream on top of the cake because you're getting more from those guys than a lot of your other centre-wing options. Yeah, absolutely. And I I sort of hope that this is, I guess, the catalyst for him just staying in the team. I think there's always been projection around his spot in sides and maybe it is the defensive side of the game which we probably don't pay as much attention to. Yep. From an attacking point of view, point of view how can he not be in your team if you're Newcastle Knights? 
Definitely so, and holds his place again this week, which is uh, good to see. We'll move on to uh, the middle of the three games, the second game of three on Saturday afternoon. This is the Dragons and the Dolphins, this one from Wollongong Stadium, or rather Wind Stadium in Wollongong. Uh, Dragons favourites here, topsport.com.au, $1.74. They're giving away a a two-and-a-half start here to the Dolphins, who I think still statistically at least are the greatest rugby league club of all time with a 75% win rate. I'm going to keep saying it until they're not. Uh, $2.10 outsiders, the Dolphins. I actually think that they're four-point favourites here. So... Look, we've been doing our rankings. We've been seeing them quite quite well to this point. I know Sauce is out, but still, I think they the, they should be favourites here. They're almost at my bet of the week, getting a start. Two and a half. Take it. It's a tough one. This is a hard game to work out, and I keep doubting the Dolphins, and they keep surprising me, and I feel like if I doubt them again, they could easily just do it again. So I don't know. Um, I do think Sauce is a big out. Sean O'Sullivan. I know JMK and Kafusi probably the best two players so far, but you lose your halfback in any team, and it's hard to replace. And Milford and Katoa, are they too similar to both being the halves? Were you impressed by Milford the other day? I didn't really keep a close eye on him, but was he any good? Uh, I think he was okay. I mean, uh, it didn't... Look, he's going to get judged on that last kick that went to Stags, and Stags run the length, but, you know, bounce the ball the other way, and he's a genius. Um... Katoa, I'm looking forward to seeing him at halfback. I think he's he come through as a seven. I think he can play that dominant half role. He was just asked to do a different role with Sauce there, but now it's his team, which is funny because he's what is he, 19 years of age, and he's taking on a new franchise on his back. It's 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 an even better story, I think, if they can go on and win this one. Uh, speaking of other team news, you mentioned Jeremy Marshall King there. He's back. That's a big in, uh, which sees Mason Teague, Super Coach Cheapy, go back to the bench. For the Dragons, uh, Jack DeBellin is known, uh, named here rather in the extended squad. Um, but otherwise, uh, Griffin stuck solid here with uh, the squad that went down in, in dramatic fashion to the Sharks last week. Uh, what a way to capitulate. I think they led 8-6 at one point and they, they went on to get pumped by, was it, 32 points in the end? Yeah, but they now conceded 80 points in the past two weeks. And in both of those games, they've really just fell away at the end. They got pumped by Brisbane in that last 10 minutes where they conceded four tries. And then Hines just destroyed them the other night. So they kind of look like they have a bit of a weak underbelly. I don't know if the Dolphins are the sort of attacking juggernaut to take them apart. But Mm. if you do own players maybe like the Hammer, you're probably worth playing him again this week because... He's shown, and he scored again last week, he's shown that he's definitely better on Supercoach this year than we probably expected. Yeah, Hammer, break even of 30. Like, he's probably getting close to a sell. He's already made 152K. Um, there's another name there at the center wing option, Connolly Lemuelu, who's playing in the back row, but center wing eligible here on Supercoach. Uh, again, I think he's going to be a popular buy target this week because um, tip to, to gain the dual position status uh, before... Round six, I think it is. So come Monday lockout, end of this week, it's going to cop that. That's been confirmed. These players are so valuable, trust me. I haven't played Braden Army, I don't think, in the first four or five weeks. But the amount of trades I've been able to do thanks to his duel, it's opened the door to, to so many. So Connolly Lemuelu, uh, I think he's got a negative break-even this week. I'll double-check it while I'm here. Bear with me. Supercoach app, minus nine break-even for Connolly Lemuelu. So, I like it. I think it's a good buy this week. Absolutely. Good break-even. Scoring well. Uh, No name, to be honest, five weeks ago, but he's playing well. Even to the eye, I think he takes some really good carries. So, I like it a lot. No one I'm really looking at in the Dragons, to be honest with you. Much like the Raiders we spoke about earlier, I just... Nothing really excites me. Anyone for you in the Dragons setup? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I think we spoke of Tyrell Sloan last week, but I, I sort of said, look, I, I don't hate the move if it's a cash grab, but be wary because uh, he doesn't have any base and he scored a 14. So that's what you get with those sort of names. Uh, we'll probably leave that game there, though. Uh, the Dolphins and Dragons. Dolphins for mine. Dolphins win, and they win well. Okay, uh, moving on here. Broncos, Tigers to round us out. Super Saturday, uh, this one at Suncorp Stadium. Jeez, what a shock. The Broncos playing at Suncorp again. Uh, Broncos, heavy favorites. $1.15, topsport.com.au. That line, 15 and a half. Uh, West Tigers, $5.50 outsiders. 
probably exactly where you'd think this game would be. Uh, Broncos heavy favourites at home. Saturday night, they probably won't get a, a 50,000 sort of crowd there, but it'll be enough to, to get them home to a big win, you'd think. Yeah, look, impossible to tip West. They're playing awful footy. Brisbane, do you think that was a good game against the Dolphins? The other night? It was very entertaining, but I feel like their last two wins maybe maybe papering over a little bit of cracks. You know, they were only level with Dragons with 10 minutes to go, and they only mm-hmm. just got over the Dolphins the other day, missing some of their better players. So, yeah. But this is a flat track to beat the West Tigers at home. It's a good good point you raise, though, isn't it? And I think the reason why we're looking so glowingly at the Broncos and why we have been for the last two, three weeks was this run. The fact that they've managed to win those games and the Supercoach players are scoring well, I'm happy to be with them here again. Uh, those players we speak of, uh, obviously, Reese Walsh, uh, Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan. Going off gut buys, just purely gut feels, one of my buys of the week, I can't make it work myself, I wish I could, Herbie Farnworth. I think he starts to turn the corner. Massive break even. Like There's so many reasons not to do it this week, but I think this is the week. If, you, if you're one of those players that plays off gut and gut only, Herbie would be one of my best buys this week. I'm not going to say no to any Broncos players. You've got Tigers at home, then Raiders at home, then the Gold Coast on the Gold Coast, which is almost at home as well. Yeah. Probably three of the worst teams in the comp at the moment. And they're just in hot or pretty hot form, especially attacking-wise. So, yeah, like Farnworth, Staggs has been really good lately. I didn't expect to say that about him. Ezra Mann was a bit disappointed the other night. I own him. He only got 29. He didn't really look likely at all. Mm. Keeping him for another week, but I definitely want to see more. And obviously, Reese Walsh, we spoke about him a lot, but he's on fire. Uh, yeah. Again, probably not too much more to say there on the Tigers. Adam Dewey, again, for what it's worth, I'm holding him this week. I'm playing him this week. Uh, as long as he's there, I'm going to keep playing him. I'm going to hold him. Okay. Uh, do you want anything? Oh, you want to add something there on Adam Dewey? Just on, yeah, what do you see his future being with the Tigers this year? Do you think he stays at one long term? This week, Dane Laurie can't make the 17. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a good sign for Dewey's prospects at one. But what are you thinking long term for him? He just doesn't have the speed. Like, I love that. I think Tim Sheen said you, you need a big fullback. Like, he, he looked at, uh, you know, mentioned words like, uh, well, names like Travel, uh, Latrell and um, Turbo, sorry. Turbo and Latrell, obviously two big fullbacks. But they have speed. They have power. I think Dewey's got probably a better ball playing than those two when he's at his best. But speed, no, he just doesn't have it. I don't know. What, what's his future here? He just extended as well, which is even more confusing. You just signed your 5'8 to a longer deal, and now you put him out of position. So it could be in the centres, really. It could be where he ends up. I've got no idea what position he is. Like, I think he's a really good player, and he has great attributes, but I just don't know where he fits into a team. Luke Brooks at 7 again. It's really sad to watch at this point. But anyway, move it's on. getting to Tommy Dearden of 2020 levels, isn't it? <laughs> 2021. When was well, it? He was shocking. That would be yeah. nice, but I just don't see it happening, really. All right, Brooks for Origin in a couple of years, going off that trajectory. All right, we'll move it on here. Sharks-Warriors, uh, Sunday afternoon footy, this one at Shark Park. Uh, what am I looking at here? Is that a 5? I think the time must be wrong here. It says 5.05 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. I think that would be incorrect. It should be 4.05. Yeah, 4.05 on NRL.com. Okay. Dollar thirty the Sharks, three dollars fifty the Warriors, ten and a half topsport.com.au, forty two and a half total points. Look, it's the Nico Hines show again. I think last time he played the Warriors Sunday afternoon at Shark Park as it is, hundred and fifty points thereabouts. I'm not going to say he can't do it again because he did it once, he did it last week, and he can probably do it, you know, again this Sunday afternoon. Yeah, much like the Manly game against Newcastle, I guess we see the Sharks, a good attacking team at home to the Warriors, who generally over the years have been leaking a lot, but maybe maybe they're a different team this year. So maybe this isn't as attractive as we think. Having said that, I think I'm going to be captaining Heinz. <laughs> yeah, I just want to have a look at the uh, the weather. I might get to that in a moment for, for Sunday, because he is going to be a popular uh, captaincy option, but... Again, if there is rain around, I think I said last week in our uh, captain's call post, he is sort of a weatherproof, fixture-proof sort of captain. So even if it is raining, you'd be hesitant to, to be sitting there Sunday afternoon without Nico, wouldn't you? 
Well, don't you all say that he's better with wet hair or something? So we actually wanted to rain by that logic. Well, aware, Sunday, tops of 20 with a 50% chance of rain. Just consider that when you're making your captain's calls this week. Braden Trindle is back on the bench for Oregon Kafusi, who missed last week with the HIA. So Trindle again, I don't think he sees many minutes, but if you did bring him in, you're going to cop the price rise. So well done. Uh, it won't be a big price rise, and the break-even will probably be huge after this week, or at least after if he holds his place, not this week, next week. Uh, for the Warriors, there was some talk around that um, Tohu Harris has done his ACL, which is surprising given the fact that he was named today. Um, Tamari Martin also out with a head knock. Ronnie Volkman comes in, and Wade Egan, one of those super coach names from uh, heading into round two or round three. He's back, round three it was. Uh, he's back after that head knock 11-day stand-down period. So, again, he's probably going to make some coin this week. Yeah, Toe Harris, I hope that's not true about the ACL. He's named, though, like we say. So, we've said for a few weeks he could be a good option through the middle of the year during that origin period. So, I'm yeah. still sticking to that. But I'm still, as we said before, with the uh, the two RFs, I'm happy to play cheap at the moment instead. Uh, Jackson Ford was good the other day to the naked eye made a lot of tackles including including sorry the game winning tackle against the dogs and he's keeping a player like josh current of that uh starting spot current mm. can't even get into the 17 so it sort of says that they're happy to be with ford for the year and he's just another good cheapie this year yeah absolutely i think i was tossing up and i might save those thoughts over to our trading placements uh, places rather in a couple of moments uh on ford versus someone else uh just for some breaking news here while we speak Apparently, TPJ's out for another four weeks. So, speaking of cheaper options, and particularly those who've held the likes of Franklin Pele and maybe Jaden Tanner, uh, particularly even Jacob Preston, in terms of if he was to get relegated to the bench, like, that's great news for us, and obviously hoping uh, TPJ's okay. But, yeah, playing cheap, you're talking about playing cheap. There's some names there set to benefit from that. Uh, Britton Nakora for the Sharks, not playing cheap. Scoring tries, looking great. Uh, look, 730-odd thousand. Probably testament to the fact that you, you pay up for big names and you get what you get with that price tag. It's a bit um Jonathan Thurston, Gavin Cooper like, isn't it? Mm. Their their relationship. Uh it's purely based on Heinz almost. If you don't have Heinz, you almost need Nakora. You need both, really, at the moment. Ninety eight the other night. He runs an incredible line yeah. behind short ball. I've always been a fan of Nakora, absolutely, on draft. I think you would even agree with me, but he's gone to a new level at the moment and it's probably out of my price range, but I couldn't knock you for having him. Yeah, he's just got that error out of his game. I think I remember watching him a few years back. He was he was good, but he'd just have a couple of errors and some shit penalties and it was just he knew he could be good if he got it all right and he's got he's getting it all right at the moment. Uh, Will Kennedy again getting things right at fifty one the other day, probably not the score that you'd be after. If he brought him in the last couple of weeks, he's made some cash. Scored a try in that 51 as well. And speaking of beneficiaries of Nico Hines, what about Jesse Ramian? 120 down that right side as soon as Nico steps foot on the field. Can he find a pass to Katoa? I've got Katoa in draft. And he gets a cold waiting for the ball on the wing. Hands like, hands <laughs> like glue. Hands like glue. Uh, okay, let's leave that game there. And obviously, uh, speaking of our captain's options, look uh, towards that post on Wednesday night, late on Wednesday night or first thing Thursday morning. Once you wake up, you have your cup of coffee, your Milo cereal, and then tuck into Supercoach 365 Instagram Thursday morning. All right, last game here of the week. Speaking of the Bulldogs and some of those names around uh, cheaper prices, uh, we get to see some of them again here. They take on the Cowboys. Uh, this game late on Sunday evening. The clocks must change on Sunday. That that must be what this is. Uh, this website hasn't factored that in yet. So consider that. Uh, Bulldogs favourites here, $1.85. Cowboys, uh, $1.95. This may have even come into $1.90 each of two since I've uh, looked at this this afternoon. A start here, you know, half a point. We'll ignore the start here because it, it is a, a pick'em sort of game. Uh, over under 39.5. So expecting sort of a, a grind on Sunday night to round us out here in round five. This is non-supercoach-related whinge, but if with Stellar Savings ended, why are we playing the Sunday night game? Anyway, especially at a core stadium against the Cowboys, there'll be about three people in the crowd. But yeah, no, good game overall. I'm excited for it, having said that. Um, I The dogs... Surprise packets, I guess, on Supercoach, still going well. Players like even Hayes Perham, yeah. I think he's been a good 
I don't know if you'd have him in classic. Actually, people probably did at the start of the year. I think he was around 360k, so pretty cheap. Yep. But he's been great on draft. Karaz, awesome. Uh, even Alamotti is doing a job as a very popular cheapie. Mm-hmm. I'll be playing him again this week in my reserves. Will you be doing the same? Uh, I can't remember, to be honest. Well, I'll have to have a look in the next segment once we bring up our teams. May have. I may have played him. I may not be. I think I am, though. I think I am. Um, he's been doing a job there, about 40 points last week, 70 the week before. So if you're averaging 50 as a cheapie center wing option, I'm happy for that. I'd rather the consistent sort of mid-50s than your 20s and your 130s, like we've seen from Cam Pereira. It's just too hard to pick. Speaking of consistency, probably none more consistent in this Bulldogs team than Max King. Now, he's sort of flying under the radar. 64 points per game average. He's made some coin already, but 72 points last week. Played, uh, look, a handful of extra minutes, but I don't think it was anything too drastic. 72 points. We mentioned Payne Haas and Tohu Harris and Joey Tarpanay. Is Max King suddenly entering that conversation? Because if he is, then this is probably the week to buy him. Definitely. I mean, 5.4% owned, very low for a, a player who's pulling out 65 a week, yeah. under 600K. He's really beating that price every time. And with Pangai out, as we said, Luke Thompson's out for a while. He just gets a clear run as almost the main forward in this pack at the moment. Yeah. So I love it. There's no real downside to it. And same with Jacob Preston with those injuries. He's going to be doing a job on that edge for a while, you'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And dual position as well, which I've said it comes in uh, handy. Uh, Bulldogs have the buy round 13, which sort of hurts that origin skewed team focus a little bit. But again, like if you're happy to keep him and he is a sort of churning out keeper scores, uh, no need to focus only on that week. Just some other team news quickly here. Josh Reynolds expected to come back. So um, that's a, a good return there for the, the Bulldogs junior. Uh, the Cowboys, Murray Talangi out with that knee injury. Uh, a couple of other uh, injuries here as well to Gemmett Shibasaki. No one's playing with him. Peter Heku returns from suspension. Helam Luki, an interesting one, promoted to the starting side uh, in the place of Jeremiah Nanai suspended. So Luki, I don't think he's a... He's, look, I'm not going to say he's an option. Um, but good to see him back off that ACL. Um, sort of a damaging line-running, try-scoring type as well. So looking forward to seeing his return. Absolutely. He had a massive boom on him a couple of seasons ago. I think he I think he chased down Reese Walsh for a try one night or something like that. I just remember yeah. seeing that. But he's, he's very good, and I think he's a free agent on our draft, so maybe you can get to him tonight. Wouldn't um, you hate to be waiver yeah. one tonight? Oh. <laughs> He'll be popular in draft comps for sure um, because he's a good player. And I think just me being Todd Payton for a second, even when Nano comes back, you'd think Luke is a better edge forward than Cohen Hess. I would have thought anyway. So I think there's definitely a future for Hill and Lukey there. Definitely. Tom Payton will call you. Uh, some other supercoach names here very quickly before we wrap this up. Valentine Holmes, I said last week, do not sell him for Garrick, and I'm glad I said that because 69 last week got an intercept try. So it's sort of like a kick try. It's a try, but you're not getting the full complement of points. Reese Robson, look, again, not his best game, but 40. Uh, he can bounce back. Again, good run. Probably, I think he will be in the Origin squad, so that's probably a slight knock on on his original hopes that I had to play 15 games straight. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some other names there, but we might leave that game there, Tommy. Uh, that rounds us out for round number five in terms of our game-by-game preview. We're going to have a quick break. On the other side, we'll check in with our teams. Uh, we'll do our trading places as well, and we're going to answer your questions as we always do. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. suffering from frequent bouts of bet limititis? Try Topsport. Other providers may significantly limit your bets, causing frustration and angst. Topsport clears that blockage by welcoming big and winning punters, giving you fast, effective relief on those bigger bets. Overcome bet limititis by downloading the Topsport app today. Brought to you by Topsport. Feel the excitement. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website. Yeah, that number on your screens, 1-800-858-858. Uh, if you are having a bet, Tommy, why are you laughing? Come on. Why are you laughing at that? Uh, we probably need it, don't we? We're seeing them well this year. We're seeing them well. 1-800-858-858. If you aren't seeing them well, um, you need a bit of help. Remember, you win some, you lose more. What are you really gambling with? Uh, imagine what you could be buying instead, Tommy. 
Okay, let's do this. This is our uh, trading places. You wanna do our trading places? Yeah, let's do that. We'll do our trading places uh, in a moment. Beautiful, that noise you've all been waiting for all week. Tommy, let's start with you. Um, how many moves are you making this week? Too, too many, but I'm making two. I wanted to save trades, but I can't avoid the addiction of trading. It's so hard not to. Anyway, we need a, we need a trade addiction number, 1-800-NO-TRADE oh, or something. Yeah, it's going to hurt me again this year. I can already tell. Um, Latrell is out. Honestly, just sick of watching him when I can watch a player like Reese Walsh, who is just very – he's just hard to not have mm. at the moment. And Brisbane, like I said before, the next three games are arguably three of the easiest fixtures you'll get in, in the NRL this year. So I think I almost have to – to get him, and I save about 100, 150k by doing that trade as well. Yep. So it ticks a lot of boxes. My other trade, I've been so happy with Nick Meany, and it almost pains me to sell him. But I really just want Ruben Garrick. Um, his ceiling is unlike any other CTW really in the game. I feel like I'm losing out by not having him yep. at the moment. And it was either uh, Holmes or Meany to get rid of, but the Cowboys next four weeks is very soft and the storm have some hard games coming up. So I just think I had to get rid of me to Ruben Garrick. So it leaves me with 36 trades. Sounds like a lot, but I feel like, yeah, I need to start having some weeks where I'm doing one trade max. And there's always next week, isn't there? Oh yeah. I'll save one next week. Yeah. I'll save one there. Gets to next week and you want to do three. Okay. So uh, like you say, there are three trade boosts remaining as well. Uh, for those uh, watching on the YouTube, they can see your team here now, but look, I just want to touch on Reese Walsh very quickly there because I'm going to take you back to a couple of weeks when you went to Latrell and you said Latrell someone that you want to be playing with long-term that you're not going to trade him out, but you've seen enough to suggest that maybe just a little bit hampered and there's better options out there, saving coin, making coin, vice versa. So is, is that the thinking there? Yeah, I just got it wrong, to be honest. Um, look, I could stick to my guns and stick with Luttrell. And yeah. I think maybe Luttrell's a better player, but mm. at the moment, Walsh is a better super coach option. I just have to fall on my sword there, I think. And better to be wrong for one week rather than be wrong for four weeks. So, yeah, I'm happy to go with him. But the team is pretty similar. I'll just quickly go through it. Um, Grant, Sonny Luke is sort of dead money at the moment mm. at hooker. I'm sort of playing with only one hooker. I know a lot of people playing with two, including yourself. But yeah, Grant, Welch and Yutokamanu are both just battlers, but they can do a job at front row forward. Hopgood, Preston and Schuster this week in the second row. So really going cheap with Fafita having the bye. Yeah. And the two Dolphins players there on the bench – in the on the bench in real life sort of thing, Stone and Teague. Yeah. Uh, so not many options there at 2RF this week. Uh, thoughts so far? Uh, no, all, all good, I think. Keep going, keep going. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Hines and Cleary. So this is, I guess, been my plan all along this year to get to Hines and Cleary as soon as we could. And it paid off last week. Got Hines as captain at the moment. Just think playing a late game. Federal fixture at home as well. Coming off 180, it's hard not to put the captaincy on him, really. Uh, Munster and Mam at six. Mam, yeah, looked disappointing last week, but as we said with Broncos, some really good games coming up, so I'm happy to have him for now. But there's not mm -hmm. many other good options at six anyway. And then in the backs, starting to look a bit, bit stronger here. So Garrick Holmes, the Hammer, and Taruva. Taruva, we didn't mention him earlier, but God, he's impressive. I know he only got 50 the other night, but... yeah. That many runs. It would have been 50 in base, I'd imagine, because they didn't get any attacking opportunities down that side. He's really good for super coaches, I think. Alamotti's going to get a run in my playing reserves. And then Turbo and Walsh at the back. So looks like I think it could be some high scores this week, not just for myself, for everybody. Yeah. A lot of captaincy options as well. Projected score of 12-17. I want to ask... Um... It's only round five, but has, has round 13, that origin period, has it started to enter your mind yet? I know Garrick does play that week. Uh, I don't think Walsh will. I think Walsh will play origin, so he'll be out. But have you started thinking about round 13 yet? And will your trades maybe next week and beyond be focused towards round 13 and 13 to 19, that origin window? I think they will from about now, yeah. I mean, we've probably spent a month getting your team set up. 
Yeah. I'd imagine you'd be in a similar boat. But as these cheapies start to hit their break evens and we start to turn them over, I think you've got to look at players that will um that will be there in those rounds where we're gonna sort of struggle to fill the full team. Definitely. I think that team looks good and obviously if we do make any changes to that or if you do, we'll update you Thursday night, seven PM. Uh, final team list, our lockout team list. We'll throw them on our Instagram as well. Okay, thank you for that, Tommy. Here's mine on your screens. Uh, now, if you're watching on the YouTube, look, I've done it again. I've pulled the trigger back to back to back boosts. Tommy, you're saving trades. I'm spending them uh, so far anyway. I'm going uh, another three trades this week. AJ Brimson out, unfortunate. I was happy to give him every chance in the world to prove his place in this team. He has the bye this week and a niggly four-week hamstring injury via the NRL physio. So he's just got to go. He goes via the duels to Connolly Lemu-Elu. Low break even, minus nine. Uh, we'll play round 13 with the Dolphins, you know, barring injury and suspension, of course. But at least he's, he's penciled in. Um, Going to get dual position status. So I think there's, there's good reasons there to go towards him. Three big ticks. Uh, another out would be Sam Walker to Nathan Cleary. Again, getting to that point in the season where you just want to be getting these these guns in. I'm happy with what I've seen from Cleary enough to start the year. Uh, break even of 114, I think it is this week. I think this is the week. You know, I want to get him in. I think a good fixture against Canberra. He could very well hit that break even. I wouldn't be shocked. And Ruben Cotter, much like AJ Brimson, look, it pains me to trade him out, but I just I just have to. Uh, holding cash there. I don't think he was named again this week, so I probably should have looked at that before I did this, but I don't think he's playing. I would have, I wouldn't know about if he's playing. I'll say that. So uh, Joey Tarpanay comes in. Sort of alluded to this earlier on in the podcast that I was looking towards Tarpanay this week. Um, back at home, game 150, no Whiten. I think he stands up. I think this is the week where he can take that 64 average or 63 average and, and start to make some inroads on that. Plays round 13. So two of these three trades will play round 13. So that's the way I'm looking at this at the moment. Yep, good forward thinking to be already looking at it. Probably earlier than most are, to be honest. Well, I guess our listeners now will be. So you're cluing them on. up a little bit there, but... Cotter isn't playing to answer your question, okay. so that makes sense. It's Good. a sort of a like for like, I guess, and there is reasons to suggest that Tarpanay can go big this week. I guess the big question, the elephant in the room, if you will, two trade boosts left in yeah. the next 21 rounds or whatever it is, with origin buys all to come. Yep. Is that going to be enough? No, but I need to do it because if, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I, I feel like if I don't get Cleary this week, I miss him because, as you can see here, just six uh, six thousand six thousand one hundred left in the bank. Uh, I think Walker loses money. Sam Walker, that is, he's break even seventy, so he loses money. Cleary might lose money, but I think he's every chance to hit that break even of one hundred and fourteen. I just got to be with Nathan. If it's not this week, I probably don't get him before Origin. And I, I've watched three weeks without him. It was three too many. Okay, um, just the rest of this team here, if we're happy to just run through this. Harry Grant, again, hooker at the top, leading the way with Reese Robson. Happy to stick with those two. Joey Tarpanay, front row forward with Christian Welch. Dual position Joey Tarpanay, another consideration. That will come in handy in those origin weeks where I do need to shift some players around. Uh, on the bench, not playing reserves, Davi Moale, Franklin Pele. In the second row, Jermaine Hopgood, Teague Wilton, and Jacob Preston at the moment. Now, this is something I've been tossing up today, and I might leave it in a couple of days um, until I have to decide. That's Cartwright or Preston to play. Cartwright's been really good, um, doing a great job there for the Eels on that left side and holds the place still. So uh, that's a question, Preston or Cartwright. I might not be the only one who has to answer that this week. Yeah, look, if I was you, I'd maybe go Cardi Party. He's been surprising this year, hasn't he? I I didn't have much faith in him, but he, he's been great. Pushing on here, uh, I might come from fullback and go up. Uh, Tommy Turbo, Reese Walsh, where's the reserves? Uh, centre wing, as it is at the moment. Hamaso, Tabuai, Fidel, uh, Taruva. Again, it's probably Taruva or Lemuelu. Who do I play there this week? Probably much of the same. I might even go Lemuelu over Hammer depending on weather. Garrick and Holmes. I think that's a nice little center wing combo there. Both goal-kicking options. Probably good for a 65, both of them. Garrick could go huge this week. Here's my vice-captain ahead of Turbo. I think the goal-kicking there could help his cause on Saturday afternoon. In the halves, Adam Dewey, 
Josh Schuster at 5'8", and the big two, uh, Nico Hines, captain, and Nathan Cleary on the pine. So that's how the fins and tins will run out, at least for now. It looks very strong. We've got the same fullbacks, the same halfbacks, and the same four wingers and centers. So we are starting to look a little bit similar. We're different yeah. at six, but yeah, similar sides. Eric ahead of Turbo, it is vice-captain, purely the goal-kicking? Well, not purely, but it helps. I think Garrick's just, you know, he's going to cop that ball on that left side all day. So I'm happy to have him. 19% owned Ruben Garrick only. I expect that number to rise. Nico Hines last week was just 5% owned. Sorry, 13% owned. He's been traded in this week by 20,000 people. So uh, that number there will get closer to 30% owned once you factor all that in. Well, I mean, it's not surprising, but it just goes to show how good it was that you had him last week and had him captain. Yeah. And I think it was only 6% captain. So only 6% of the game got that 360 points, and you're, you're one of those. Did not need it as well. Okay, we'll leave that there. As we say, final team list on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 7 p.m. Thursday. So an hour before kickoff in Roosters Eels, you'll see our final teams at Supercoach365. And that is also where we get these questions from on our Instagram. Uh, big thank you to everyone who's got in touch with us this afternoon. And we do our best to answer a lot of these questions in the lead up to kickoff after these. If we don't get them to them tonight, we will look to get towards these uh, before kickoff on Thursday. There are a couple here, so we might uh, try, and try our best to get through these. Uh, Riley Milton 4 says, Is Katoa to Pezzet to sideways, trying to find ways to get to Nico Hines ASAP? A two-part question. Yes, I'd be doing everything to get Nico in, but Pezzet, this is probably his last week before Hughes comes back. He may hold the 14 jersey above Wishart, but that's not a certainty. I would say it's it's not sideways, it's backwards because there's no job security there, like you're saying. So I don't think that's yeah. worth it, yeah. Okay, uh, a couple of others here as well. Uh, Alex Brigo says, do you think Zach Hosking can lock down that edge spot? I think yes. I do, but it means he has to go to the left because Liam Martin will come back on the right, you'd imagine. Does that matter? No, I don't care. I think he played left edge at Brisbane, so we saw how good kick was on that left edge. I would prefer him on Cleary's side. Okay, Minnow17 says, is it time to buy Payne Haas? I went Tarpane instead, but you're nodding, you're saying yes. I would go Haas over Tarpane if I was you. Like, why did you go? Why did you go against Haas? I guess. I think he plays Origin and not dual position. So fair. Two, yeah, just I think yeah, Tarpane can get better. I think we've seen Haas's best. It's probably better than Tarpane at the moment, but I think Tarpane can get back towards that seventy-five point per game dual position player. No, fair enough. Thinking long term, you probably are right, Tarpane. If you ask me that question, eight weeks, it's probably Tarpane. Yeah. Okay, Brendan Pearson says here a hot take of sorts, Marju to go under 30 against Manly. I hate it. I disagree with it. I think he gets 30 in base alone. Yeah, very hot take. I have to disagree. Sorry. <laughs> Riley Milton back here with another one. He says, is Murray to Ford and an NPR to Schuster in 5.8 too boring? Like, I don't know. What's boring? Um, you're probably saving cash there with, obviously, the move downgrade Murray to Ford. Uh Schuster, would you be buying Schuster this week? I started the year with him, but I wouldn't be diving in. Like, you saw last week, he could have get a 25. Like, when he's not assisting, he, does, he just doesn't have the base of a Brown or a Munster at 5'8". Yeah, I wouldn't be rushing to him. I agree with you, only 26 the other day. This is a good fixture, but beyond this week, they have a couple more harder games. And I think he's, he's going to be one of those players who only goes good when Manly win big. So, I'm not completely sold on Schuster. This is a quick one. Chip from Queensland says, Dewey and Murray, hold or sell? Uh, oh, I don't have either, but I'll, I almost wanted to say hold. What do you think? Yeah, I'd be, I'm holding Dewey. Like, I am holding Dewey. And Murray, I'd be selling. Jackson Stew says, buy Nico this week or wait until after the buy. I was buying him last week. I said you've got to buy him last week. Now it's, it's an even tougher decision. It is hard now because you've only got one game, but can you really sit there if he gets 180 again? You just you can't even you're losing ground, so much ground if you don't have him and he goes big. 
Jfred101 is Hinesworth buying before the buy. You just answered that. Adam Blundell, fan of the show, says, is it too late to jump on Jackson Ford? I don't think so. What's his break even? I probably should have done some research here. But as long as I'm, I'd imagine it's pretty low. So I'm going to say it's not too late. And from what we were saying earlier, he's managing to hold down that starting spot pretty comfortably. I'd be, I'd be happy to keep him. I think his break even is 22 if the stats website is correct. So yeah, it's not too late. Not too late. One last one here, a bit of a laugh. Jfred101 says, multi, 12, 3 plus. Josh Reynolds, 3 plus, tries 45k to 1. Wow. <laughs> well, I know I owe you a, a case of beer if Reynolds gets on the field this year and it looks Pay like up. I'm going to owe you that beer on a, a Sunday night. Pay up. Okay, this is Supercoach365 Podcast, Round 5 Edition. Bumper episode. Thanks for tuning in at Supercoach365 right across the socials. That's where you'll find us. Enjoy your round 540. Good luck with your team. He's hoping for some green arrows this week. Like, comment, subscribe, thumbs up. We'll see you next week.